Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I am really excited today to be sitting down with Mary from Voxy. So if you're not familiar with Voxy, we're going to talk about it a little bit and she'll explain what it is and um, where you can check it out and all of that. But what I want to tell you is for some time now, I've wanted to interview Mary for the podcast. It was even before I officially developed what I wanted to do. She was on the list for interviews. I think it's something about her amazing like personality, the energy that she brings, the joy that she brings. There's just something about her that um, you just desire to really have connection with her and learn from her um, and share with her. And I just know that you guys are going to love this episode. Um, So just stay tuned and enjoy. All right, Mary, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. I don't know if you knew this, but actually you're one of the first people I thought about interviewing for the podcast. Did you know? I don't think I told you that. Isn't that? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, no, why? Yes. Well, because like a year ago, I think I saw um, something from Voxy. I think maybe there was like a video that you put up there and I was like, man, her energy is so amazing. I just need to get her on the podcast. And at that point I didn't even have it like developed, but I was like, she needs to be on there. So this is so fun that it's happening. Oh, I am so excited. I love any kind of experience I can have like this where I can connect with other people. And um, I think just also like talk about our journeys and what's going on in our lives and whatever. I mean, this is, I mean, this is mostly what I do at Foxy. So I love it. Yes, absolutely. I I love that perspective too. I hadn't thought about that, but that makes so much sense. I mean, you're really, you can feel it when you go in there, but before I get ahead of myself, maybe we should explain to everyone if you want to introduce yourself real quick and, and what you do. And then we'll talk a little bit more about Foxy. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, I um, grew up in Grand Forks, North Dakota, born and raised. I left a little bit for school, but I ended up coming back. Um, so I ended up graduating from uh, UND. And uh, after I did that, I worked with um, a program called Restorative Justice. Um, and I think that's kind of where so much of my life kind of started yeah. um, was this program I worked with. Um, and if anyone knows anything about restorative justice, like it's totally incredible. Um, but so I, I was doing that for a while and I ended up getting a job over at the med school and mm-hmm. I was in graduate school at the time. And someone approached me and they said, you know, have you, um, it was, it was one of my friends, uh, who is one of the owners of Kitsona. Oh yeah. She said to me, she said, you know, have you ever thought about, you know, opening up your own store because we see such a need for this. And I said, oh my gosh, you're absolutely crazy. There's no way in hell I'm doing this. Like get away from me. Let's eat dinner. Like stop. Oh my God. I love it. And so the next day I'm giving a presentation at like a Sanford clinic or something. Mm-hmm. And it is like in my head all day. Like, why don't you do that? Why don't you open up this store? Uh Why don't you like serve like women who look like you? And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. So yeah. And you know, so I grew, I grew up, um, my, my parents are both, um, uh, living in town here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is a professor. My mom owns her own business. And then I've got four brothers who are all doing crazy cool things. So I think I also felt like a lot of pressure oh, to kind sure. of just like, okay, I've got to like live my life a certain way, right? Uh-huh, like sure. I've got to be inside these parameters. Yep. And so I told God, I said, listen, if you want me to do this, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But you have to just like make it so simple and so easy because everyone's like starting a business is so hard. Uh-huh. So I was like, if you want me to do this, you're going to make it so simple, so easy. Uh-huh. And then he did. And I was like, oh God, what kind of deal <laughs> have I just entered into here? I love so, it. I love it. So it was like, well, I mean, you're not going to be able to give me the money. And then it was like, oh, here's the money to open the store. It was like, well, you're not going to be able to make it like so that, you know, I can like leave my job. And then it was like just so easy. And um, it it was wild. Wow. It was just crazy. So Voxy, we have our Grand Forks location, our online location. Mm-hmm. And then we also have 
we also have our Fargo location. And then I just opened in October uh, with Kristen Carview, who you've already interviewed, who's incredible. Yeah, she was on a few episodes ago. Yeah. Yes, I'm so obsessed with her. Yeah, Um, she's so sweet. (laughs) She's so sweet. I know. I know. Um, We ended up opening um, a company called uh, She Retreats. So we own like a women's wellness company as well. So it's kind of been this crazy journey. Um, So I own all these companies now. I volunteer with Make-A-Wish. I like still, gosh, I just, I still am obsessed with restorative justice, all these different things. But um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm this single 30-year-old entrepreneur and uh life is pure chaos Uh but I'll never forget this quote my dad said to me one time Uh I was like I don't know if I should do this you know I was like I don't know I think it was when I was getting ready to open the Fargo store I was like am I crazy should I be doing this you know what's the point and he said to me he goes well Mary he said would you rather have the adventure or the mundane Oh. And he goes, you got to choose at some point. And I was like, well, damn it, Larry. <laughs> and I was like, because he, he knows me so well. And I was yes. like, yeah, I want the adventure. Always. Yes. Even if it's a chaotic, scary mess. Right? Oh, so, I love that. You know, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's where we're at right now. I'm honestly, thank you, Larry, because shout out to him, because I'm seriously going to like keep that in my mind. If there's moments like that that are scary, because what a fantastic way to decide how to move Mm -hmm. forward. Like Mm -hmm. that, I just love that so much. Oh my gosh. I think we totally have these choices in life where we can choose comfort or we can choose the adventure outside of comfort. And I think so often we see everyone else does the comfortable thing, right? Mm -hmm. They've got, you know, the 2.5 kids and they've got, you know, a really nice job that has those safe benefits and it takes care of everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so responsible. And I think when you're an entrepreneur, there's almost a part of you that's like, I'm not responsible anymore. (laughs) And you have to kind of be like, oh my gosh, I am one of the most irresponsible people I know because my life doesn't look like anyone else's. Mm -hmm. It's so scary. I have no answers. You know, when you're in, like in, in high school, everyone's like, where are you going to college? What are you going to do? Or, you know, you're dating someone, what are you getting married? What are you going to, and when you're an entrepreneur, you have no answers for about forty yes. percent of the right. questions. <laughs> right. You're like, I don't really know what I'm gonna do next week. I'm right. still trying to see if I'm gonna be around. Like, right? So it's, it's, it's kind of like living in this constant adventure. You don't know what's around the next corner. Absolutely. Yeah, I I love so many things that you said, and I think that's a fantastic perspective to have. To like, you really don't know what's gonna be around the corner, but at yeah. the same time, like, it's terrifying. It's also thrilling. Yeah. It's like this weird yeah. combination of like being so yeah. scary, but potentially being so amazing. That's like you have to keep going. You just can't it's stop. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like getting up to skydive every yes. single day, right? You're yes. like, except it's like, and you don't really know if they put the parachute in or not. Yes. that's kind of how I describe it to people. I'm like, I don't yes. know. <laughs> yes, I love that. I literally have tears. You're killing me here today. <laughs> You're just the best. I'm loving it. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's like so wild that you were, you know, I don't know if it's fair to say, but somewhat um, resistive to this process. And then when it, everything just kind of lined up, now you're just in yeah. it. Well, and Tessa and Nicole, like I said, they own our sister store, Kitsona. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you know their store, yes. I mean, if you go inside one of them, they're beautiful, yes. they're curated, they look great. But, um, you know, so I'm like looking at what they did and I'm like, I can't do that. Have you seen my apartment? <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, come on. Same, and, yes. You know, yes. <laughs> but the one thing I can say is I've got a great closet. Uh-huh. And I think... I think that's where a lot of it started. You know, when I was, when I was younger, um, it was really difficult. I was always like around that size, like 12, 14. Mm -hmm. And it was really difficult for me to find anything. And then when I got to college, um, I just remember all my girlfriends, I'll never forget this. My freshman roommate, Lindsay, she looked at my closet and she said, can I put some things in yours? Because you have like, you have so much more room than I do. And it like kind of broke my heart because it was like, well, I have things, but 
there's so much less for me mm-hmm. to shop from. Right. I mean, truly being, you know, a size 14, um, like college age kid, there wasn't a lot of options. There was like no clothing. And if you're going to go on a date or you're going to go to a party right. or you're going to go to a football game, whatever you're going to do, and there's nothing to wear, mm-hmm. it is the most like dehumanizing feeling in the mm-hmm. world. Absolutely. And, um, so I ended up getting diagnosed with an endocrine disorder when I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had been putting on some weight and not feeling good and just so many things were going on with my body. And, um, so I, I, when I ended up kind of putting on even more weight, it became more difficult. And I started just being so restrictive with what I was eating. And I started mm-hmm. like working out all the time and I ended up passing out at the gym one day. Oh no. And I remember my roommate, Lindsay, again, was like, you need to like be eating. And mm-hmm. I had this constant thought of like, well, I need to get my body to this certain place. And then I'm going to be like able to have like this, again, not dehumanized life, this humanized life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm finally going to feel human. I'm mm-hmm. finally going to feel like I'm worthy. I'm finally going to feel like, and it's because you're constantly told, right? All the time. Right. Like when you fit in these size clothes, then you can have cute things. Mm-hmm. When you are this size, then you're going to be sexually attractive. When you are like, you know, below this, like, you know, size range and in this healthy range, then you're going to be, at, and it was just this constant mantra right. playing in my head. Right. Because society feeds us this stuff as young women all the time. And, this was right when social media was taking off. Mm -hmm. So I was getting fed all that too. Mm -hmm. And it was just wild how these stories get perpetuated. And we start telling ourselves a story that's very different than reality. Yes. And so was I healthy at that point? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Um, Was I like doing okay mentally at that point? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But was I losing weight? Yes. Was that where I was seeing my worth? Yes. And so when they approached me about doing this store, I was also kind of in a weird place where I'm like, I have to put myself and my story and my body and my image out there everywhere. And I'm sure there was a sense of subconscious fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, when we ended up just going for it and like doing it, it was kind of wild how this whole like how voxy has changed not just what i've seen the changes in grand forks Uh and with our online customers in fargo but it has wildly changed my life my staff's life um you know all the lives of those young women that i employ and and i think just people we come in contact with and i think it is like such a thing from god Mm -hmm. It is such, it's like when I see the changes in all of these people in our community, I'm like, wow, yes. I, it's not me. It, it's totally God doing these things. Mm-hmm. And I just was the idiot who agreed to take out a massive loan to do it. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kind of wild how it all happens yeah, though. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing, you know, your journey with us. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. I really appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability. Um, and mm. I just resonated with like so much that you said. And I know that um, you had made a video. This was probably, was this like two weeks ago, maybe now that you made the yeah. video that we had talked about? Yeah. And it was like super fantastic. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but I think one of the things that I just loved that you said that just so resonated with me was like, you, you're you not going to help people like hide their bodies and that it's okay yeah. to be seen and to show up and allow yourself to be seen. And that for me mm-hmm. has been something that I personally have been on a journey with over the last year, especially a few of my dear friends that listen to the podcast they've been helping me through that like it's okay to show up and be seen Kelly because I like to be behind the scenes you know I want I want to make a big impact but I'd rather than be like okay go on out and I'll just stay back here you know and so so I really I love that but actually um one thing that I think 
you with that video has really helped me to do if this is um, helpful for you is that after I was listening to that video, I've always been someone, I don't know, you probably talked to lots of women like this. It just like, I don't like to show my arms a lot. And so yes. I like never wore like short, like short, short sleeves. You know, mm-hmm. I would wear them like down to the elbow or like three quarter length, but never like super short or anything like that. Yep. I'm just not super comfortable with that. But after a while I was like, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what is like worst case scenario? Like someone might see my arm. I mean, it's an arm, you know, like what is the big deal here? And so then I got really brave one day and I was like, I'm just going to wear a stinking shirt with some short sleeves and not wear anything yeah. over it. And I did. And guess what happened? Nothing. No one cared. Nothing. And you know what? <laughs> you probably felt so great because you know what? Your body was nice and cool during yes, summer. Yes. And you also probably had an outfit that you liked where you yes. were covering half of it up. Yes. And then you were wearing like 90 layers of redundant <laughs> yes. fabric. Like, you know, just like sweating your butt off. Yes. And you know what? It's so funny because we do that. Yes. Women, women do that. Even women who are in this, you know, th- this um, uh, category of, um, you know, with really toned arms and, like, yes. you know, super teeny tiny, they're even like, oh, but I, you know, I've got all this excess skin or I've got this. And so I want to hide mm-hmm. my arms. It is wild. I never knew. Kristen and I were just talking about this the other day. Actually, uh-huh. it's like a scene from Mean Girls, right? Like yes. you know the the scene where the girls go up and they're in the mirror and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I, you know, my nail beds suck. Oh my gosh! Like my pores, my skin. Yes. And it's just like the stuff you never knew. Lindsay Lohan says that she goes, "The stuff you never knew like could be wrong with a girl's body," and it's like we women we like pick our arms. All the time. It is a constant theme I hear in store where it's like, well, I want to, I want to hide my, my arms. Well, I want to hide, you know, do you have anything? I had a friend who came in one time. She said, I need something long sleeved, long dress that covers, you know, like my chest. And I was Uh like, so you want me to find you like a muumu or do you want me to find you like a nun's habit or like what can I like put you in here that's gonna be satisfying for you and it's like nothing yes because we have so many women who come in and they look fabulous in clothing and the first thing they tell you is like I hate this Mm -hmm. and it's not the article of clothing they hate right it's they hate that article of clothing over a body that they're at war with oh that's powerful, Mary. Yes. Yeah. And well, and I think it's so powerful because it's so true. It is. How many times have you put on something and it's an awesome piece? Yes. But it it doesn't it that awesome piece doesn't look good on our what we view as our not so awesome bodies, yes. right? Yes. And so it, it's this constant battle of do I want to hide myself and not be seen and not have any roles or any you know amount of fat cells showing in my body Mm -hmm. do I want to sweat through this outdoor (laughs) summer wedding do I want to you know and oh my gosh I have a photo in high school I wish I could find this I my brother Greg is graduating um and from college and I am wearing a black like sweater with black pants and I'm I like look at that now and I'm like one you look like Morticia Adams two (laughs) it's the end of May what are you wearing and like I remember being so hot all day but I remember it fit Uh what an awful disgusting compromise Mm -hmm. and Voxy we're just trying to change all of that I'm I'm trying to change all of that where it's um, you don't have to compromise on um, feeling good, looking good, and having a style you love. Yes. And damn it, it's hard. Yes. yes. <laughs> but we work really hard to do it. We work, and you know, those videos, part of that is just, you know, I have this really personal relationship with most of my customers that I style most of my clients. Mm-hmm. And I always want to keep that, and I want to be raw and real with them. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was talking to, um, Tessa Heine, who's one of the owners of Kitsona. And I was telling her about some of these problems we were having. And she's like, Mary, make a damn video. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I, I no, no. And she's like, people like your videos, just make one and do it. And I thought, 
okay, yeah, you're right. And so we got, I sat down there and I opened my Diet Coke and I just went for it, you know? And I think that's part of the thing is like, we have to be honest with each other about it's not body dysmorphia, but it's this, this, um, kind of, it's kind of like this toxic ideology we now have mm-hmm. and these toxic dynamics we feed ourselves and the toxic things we say to each other every day mm-hmm. or that we say, I mean, if you watch Real Housewives or if you, you know, if you've ever been with a group of women and they've said out loud, you know, like, what the hell is that girl wearing? Or, oh my gosh, like, why would you wear that if that's what you look like? Right. right? We've all heard those things. And that's why, Kelly, that's why you want to hide your arms Mm -hmm. because we all know that women do do that. We hear all the time. No one's going to judge someone else's body. Mm -hmm. No one's going to. And I always laugh because you never hear a woman over a size 10 say that Uh because we know that women have judged our bodies. We know that we've been told to lose weight. We know that we are constantly being fed a message that we're not good enough yet. And you see it in media, media, um, current like social media and media, uh, only 2% of images represent a woman, a size 14 or bigger yet 67% of women are a size 14 or above so there's this so we're basically being told also hide yourselves don't be seen because we're not showing you right so there's this huge message about self-love and take care of yourself and whatever we're not going to show you Mm -hmm. and we're not going to you know represent you but you know do it yourself i guess Right, right. It's just so warped. It's it, so it warped. Is, it is. It is. So it's going to take a tough message of just being real and honest and vulnerable to get through a lot of that. And that's what we try to do at Boxy, I think. Absolutely. Well, and I think that you you being true and like sharing those hard truths give, give all of us the opportunity to do the same. It almost like yeah. gives us permission to be like, oh, wait, I don't have to hide that. Or, oh, wait, I can show up and be seen just how I am. And yeah. I'm enough as I yeah. am. Oh, okay. Well, maybe yeah. I can work on believing that, you know? And I think that just is powerful. It's hugely impactful. I think it's because our, I think it's because our worth is, is there no mm. matter how much someone else diminishes it. You've seen, I'm sure we've all seen this, but there was a video out there where this guy, he'd take the, he'd have this girl on stage and he'd say, you want this $20? And she'd say, yeah. And he'd crumple it up and he'd throw it on the floor and he'd say, you still want it? She'd say, yeah. And he'd stomp all over it and say, you still want it? And she'd say, yeah. And he'd throw it on the ground. And she'd say, you know, he'd say to her, you still want it? And he said, right, because its value was never gone. Mm-hmm. It's still worth $20. And it's the same thing with us. No matter how your mother treated you, Yes. Growing up, telling you to lose weight, whatever it was. I luckily had a phenomenal mother who was like, why are you wearing makeup? You're beautiful as is. Oh, but, sure. you know, we had these, uh, I, but I, but other people's mothers would yes. say things to me. Um, I remember I had a woman who told me not to wear red. Um, and I didn't wear red until I was 27 years old because oh, yes, uh, yeah. this woman had told me I didn't look good in red. Um, and I'm guessing it was because I was like this kid with, you know, a little bit of acne and whatever. Um Oh, I know mm. it's so awful, but we have society telling us our worth isn't there. We have sometimes our significant others. We have, um, you know, friends who are constantly commenting on their own bodies, therefore making a statement about ours, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. and we're constantly seeing this, you know, you watch a show like the biggest loser and I can tell you your worth is going to be gone in about five minutes yes. because you've got all these people bawling about how they have no worth. And you've got two trainers on that show who are going, yeah, you're right. You need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just like, right. it, it's so sad. So I think part of that is we hide this worth in us. And when someone does a video or does or lives their life in a confident, you know, loving way or tells us how to love ourselves, it's like that worth is just buried down in there sometimes under all that bull crap. And if someone just helps us pull it out a little bit, it's never been gone. It's always been there. It's just easier to see after watching one of those videos. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that so much. I love so many things that you said there. Um, yeah. I'm just like blown away. Seriously, Mary. 
It is just, I'm serious. I am, I just love your message so much. And I think, you know, I'll be really honest. I think for me, it's, it's very personal as well. And so that's yeah. why I think it, um, and I think for some of our listeners, it will be as well. So I think it just, um, it hits, hits a little bit, I won't say different, but a little bit more, um, as well. Yeah, I have to tell you though, this morning I was, um, this is a random thought, but kind of along the same type of lines. Yeah. So I was at the gym this morning and I was going through like a spinning class or they call it like RPM or something like that. Anyway, yeah. but I was out there and I love it so much. And so I'm like moving, you know, and there's like, I'll be honest, I go to a gym. Everyone's very, very nice, but there are some like really fit people there. Okay. So like yes. <laughs> really fit and they're also kind. So it's all fine. But so I'm like going and I'm like, man, this is tough, but I love it so much. So I'm continuing on. And I started thinking about how um, a while back, this is probably like I don't know, three years ago or so I had lost um, a, a pretty good amount of weight for me. And I remember working out after I had done that and being like, well, damn, no wonder people move their bodies when they're this small. Like it's so much easier. <laughs> and so then I was, but I, so anyway, so I, so I'm thinking about that and I'm like, you know, kind of cracking up in my head, like, wow, yeah, that was a lot easier to move, you know? But then I also got to thinking about how I think that's half the problem sometimes. So like, if you're, you know, if it's not as hard for you to move your body, regardless if it's weight or um, physical mm-hmm. abilities or whatever that may be, you just really don't have a true understanding of how hard it is to oh. do that. And and so I don't even think sometimes it's intentional. I think people just really don't um, have a good understanding. And then people wonder, well, why don't you do this? Well, because it's really stinking hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It is so funny that you say that. So I have this, I, okay. So I work out with Kristen a lot now uh-huh. just because we're business partners yeah. um, with she, and it's so much easier. We like have our weekly meetings, so I'll work out with her or I work out on my own a lot just with my schedule being so chaotic. But I had a, a trainer, Jen Oakland uh-huh. over at Choice in Grand Forks and she was fabulous. Uh-huh. And I, if anyone is like looking for introductory uh, personal training, Jen is incredible. So that's awesome. I was, um, like I said, now I go to Kristen and she's also amazing, but Jen was where I started a lot of my journey. And I remember I said to her, I looked at her and I said, Jen, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to write a book about tiny people telling bigger people how to move their bodies during a workout because it is so different. And I have always been so athletic and, um, uh, now notice I don't say a good athlete. I just say athletic. (laughs) So, um, but it is crazy how much that's such a great point, Kelly, mm-hmm. how there's this, um, they don't know. Right. They don't know. Um, so my friend Julie took me to a boot camp one uh-huh. time at Choice. She said, Let's sign up for this boot camp. And it was like fifty extra dollars to do in a month. And I was like, Why am I paying this money to go to this boot camp? <laughs> Whatever. So we yes. were but we were like gonna get really fit, right? Yeah. So we go, it's five AM, you wake up. And you get there, and I'm not joking when I say we're about to work out the hardest you can work out for an hour, and people would bike and run to boot camp. Oh so my God. that tells you the company <laughs> yes, I'm in. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, yep, so, I get that. So I'm, you know, here with these, like this one lady's like, I'm, I'm getting ready for a triathlon. What about you? And I'm like, I'm going to go sit at my desk all afternoon. <laughs> so, you know, but so we're. We're at this, we're at this uh, boot camp. We're flipping tires. We're carrying logs. Oh gosh, yeah. And I am telling you by 50 pounds, I am the biggest person there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is a loop we're supposed to run. And the trainer looks at me right away. And she, I, I look at her and I'm so straightforward with her. I'm not going to do that loop. It's too big. Give me something else to do. She said, I want you to run right here. And I said, okay, great. So I do this tinier loop. Mm-hmm. Not a single person gave a crap. Like I knew that they all were like, thank God, that's not me. And you know what I was thinking? What's that? But I'm not home in bed. Yes. I'm not sitting on my couch. Yes. I'm still pushing myself. And I just put myself so far out of my comfort zone yes. that it was, un- that I didn't care. And I was so tired that I also didn't care. <laughs> right. Did it hurt yes. a little bit, you know, emotionally? Yes. Sure. And then I got over it and yeah. everyone knows like everyone knew at that boot camp, I was the slowest, that I was the weakest, but they also knew that I was working the hardest. Yes, absolutely. And I think that says something, yeah. you know, with my PCOS, am I ever going to be, you know, a toothpick? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yep. I love myself. I know my journey. I know I take care of myself the best I can. Yes. Um, 
And I think at a certain point, you're just right. Like people have no idea what it is to run a 5k when Mm -hmm. you're, you know, like, like my size, no one knows like the effort that that takes. Yes. And I think the commitment it takes, it's different and it's, it makes you stronger emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so I just think, oh my gosh, that is so cool. Like you said, like, it does make sense when, when I've kind of, you know, after my diagnosis and I lost some weight, same thought process. Thank God. It's so much fine. It's finally so yes. much easier to move my body. Yes. Absolutely. You know, so I absolutely. totally get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I think too, it's a lot about like per- perspective and like reframing that as well, because in that same moment I was like, okay, you know, I, maybe I can't go quite as fast as everyone else, but like I can have like the most weight truly because my body is carrying. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being serious here. My legs yeah. are carrying my body. So I'm able yeah to do some of those things better truly because my body's yeah. already hearing that weight yeah. you know and so yeah. so there's certain strengths and like and everything and I think that's that's the point that I really want to make sure people take away from it is that you know yes are there some things that are um harder absolutely but in, mm-hmm. in everything we do there are strengths that we have for sure and I think yeah. it's important to remember that too oh totally I couldn't agree more I couldn't agree more Absolutely. Hey guys, I'm just going to interrupt for one quick second. I wanted to make sure that you knew that we had an opportunity for you to partner with the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast community. Now, I want to be really clear. You're already a part of this community, but if you want to take things one step further, I would encourage you to go to Patreon. I don't know if you've heard of Patreon, but it truly is just a way for you to be able to collaborate with creatives and help to spread the word. And that is the goal of the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I really want to spread encouragement throughout the entire world. And the only way to do that is with your help. So if you would like to check it out, you can go to www.patreon.com backslash encouragers podcast. Now back to the show. So, you know, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. So you have such a fun personality, like truly just such a fun personality. And you just always like show up and look like so joyful. Like, I'm just wondering, like, do do you, where does like, where does that come from? Have you always been just like so joyful or is this something that you've like worked really hard to maintain? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? I'll never forget. I had a lady walk in my store one time and she was just watching me interact with a few other customers. Mm -hmm. And she came up to me and she said, I always thought your videos, I'm, she's like, I love them, but I always thought like, maybe you are putting on a face and she's like, but you're really like that. And I said, yeah, I know. (laughs) And, you know, and when, um, Kristen Carview and I first linked up, um, it was so funny because we were both like these personalities that were just so like, I'm trying to think of the word, like just exuberant. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the both of us, the the joy. Yeah. So I absolutely have my bad days. Um, I absolutely have my days where I'm like, you know, like kind of grumpy, but for the most part, I think, and I know this is going to sound cheesy and I don't care. It comes from God. Mm-hmm. I really, truly it also comes from being a kid with two, like the parents I had. Yeah. Um, my parents were very like much like realists with us. I'm pretty sure when I was a baby, my mom was probably saying to me like in my crib, like you can cry all you want, but it's not going to change anything for your kid. <laughs> like <laughs> she just like so real. Yes. So real. Yes. And, um, I think they always just showed us. My mom grew up in Philly. My dad grew up in Colorado. They Uh met in Montana on this reservation where they were both doing like some volunteer work. My dad was working on his dissertation. They have just always been two people who have been like, there's worse things in life that can happen to you than what's going on right now. And, um, you know, just very caring people, very loving but also like really pushed me. And I think like, I know this sounds weird, but I think kind of like that dynamic I was raised in, it was kind of like, well, you get to choose your attitude here. 
Yes. You get to choose what tomorrow's going to be. There was a lot of responsibility Mm -hmm. um, for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I was also growing uh, growing up with a ton of kids. And so, you know, four brothers, it was kind of like, make yourselves happy. Yes. Like, we can't, the world isn't going to give that to you. And also, Kelly, I wonder if part of it was when I was younger, Probably a lot of it, if I'm being honest, was maybe compensating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whenever you um, aren't fitting a societal norm, like especially the way your body looks, I think you feel like you have to compensate, right? Like my personality has to be fire or yep. I've got to be like, I've got to make everyone kind of like more comfortable because, and so I, it could have started there, but I think also part of it was just God given, mm-hmm. like it was this, like my parents, like telling me, like, you have the keys to your own, to your own life. It was, and then also just kind of God gave me this personality. Yes. Um, everyone has always told me you are so loud. You are so exuberant. You are like a lot, but never in a bad way. And I think, I think I always loved being joyful. Mm-hmm. I always loved seeing the positive in front of like the negative, like trying to be optimistic. Mm -hmm. And um, God gives us joy in any circumstance. So like, no matter what's going on, if I pray and I surrender and I, you know, give up that control to God, like I can have joy in any circumstance. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even um, I've been going through a breakup. And I uh, was telling someone, I'm like, it's so weird because I'll go in between like laughing and crying because I have this joy with God, but I'm still losing and grieving this. Right. Right. And so I think, I think a lot of it is just like God gives us all these dynamics and personalities, but we have a choice what we do with them. And I'm just like, I bring so much more to the world when I bring my joy. Yes. When I bring my my sorrow and my sadness and I'm carrying all that all the time and letting it fester. I'm not serving myself and I'm not serving anyone else. And I think we've all been in that scenario where we're like, I want to be mad. I want to be, you know, upset. I want to be sad. I want to lay in this, Mm -hmm. but the world's going to keep going with or without you. Right. And what are you going to bring to it? And what is like, you know, life goes by in a snap. So what are you bringing and what are you going to bring today? Are you going to bring your best? And, you know, of course, do self-care, be sad some days, you know, lay in bed and, and, you know, grieve, grieve, Uh, you know, go through life is going to bring you through different seasons. But I think I choose joy a Mm -hmm. lot. I think I choose it in a world that constantly is telling me I shouldn't have it because look at the mess that's out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I, it's a battle some days. But some days it is just very natural for me. Mm-hmm. And so I choose to feed that yes. as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that is um, remarkable. And I think you have so many valid points about that. And I even mm-hmm. think of the other day, my son, um, he was he was just being a little bit of a stinker. We all have our moments, right? And he was crying yeah. and he said, I don't want to be sad anymore, mom. And I said, well, then choose to be happy. And he said, yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like it can be literally that simple, you know. I mean, obviously that's pretty simplified because I'm sure I can't even remember what he was sad about, but it wasn't anything yeah. like major, you know. But yeah. still I think that we have that ability to be able to choose like if you don't want to I mean, okay, I want to make sure I give a little disclaimer here. There are some exceptions to this, okay? I'm just talking like sadness in general, not like depression, yeah. nothing like, you know, nothing like that, but just oh, like typical course. sadness. Right. right. <laughs> um, yeah. But I do think that you have that ability to just to say, you know what, I've really spent enough time on this emotion and I'm ready to be done with that and move mm-hmm. forward with it. So I, I think that's great. And it's, it's actions with thought, right? So yes. it's like, I'll never forget this time I was, I was having a really bad week, like an awful, awful week, crying a lot, just in a terrible place uh, with some things with work. Being an entrepreneur is so isolating. Yes. And one of my best friends, Julie, she's like one of just, I mean, oh my gosh, I love her so much. She drove to my apartment and she said, okay, one, she's like, Mary, put on like actual clothes. You look awful. And <laughs> I was like totally schlubbing around, but she was sure. like, come on, 
She's like, we're going out. And I was like, I'm not going out. She's like, yeah, you are. And we got in the car and we went and had dinner. Mm-hmm. And then we went and we played bingo. Oh, and I won $2,000 at bingo. Stop it. This is real life. Oh, my so, gosh. Now, does that happen every time right, I'm trying right. to make myself happy? No. Right. But my point is, is like when we choose action with our thought process, yes. when we, instead of just sitting and not taking action and being like, well, why don't I feel better? It's like, well, have you coupled that thought with action? Right. And I think that's one of the things it's like, for me, it's like, go on a run, um, go to the grocery store and you know what, buy all your healthy stuff to get yourself a little treat. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, go and sit and have coffee with your parents on their deck. Um, go for a bike ride, call up a friend and go see a movie, you know, and I, I get it. So many people are moms and they're saying to themselves right now, listening to this, I wish I had time. And it's like, I get it. But if you can't do self-care, to bring like perspective or joy or a healthy dynamic to your life, then, then you are, then you are struggling beyond belief. Then, you know, you are in a tough spot and I feel for you because self-care and it's, it's doing those little things for ourselves to pull ourselves out of ruts or to push ourselves forward or to make healthy choices. Like we have to do that. Right. Like it's so crucial. Absolutely. It's so crucial. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think that that's um, very accurate. I also think too that, I mean, there are definitely um, times, like I have a friend I was talking to her the other day and she has a baby that's like three, oh wait, let's yeah. say about four months old now. And yeah. um, I mentioned something about like, oh, you should come to the gym with me in the morning. She's like, oh, I usually work out at home. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course, because you have like a basically a newborn <laughs> still. Like, what was I thinking? I'm so sorry that I even brought that up. Like, my gosh, I just felt like, you know, I felt bad, but she was like, no, it's totally fine. But, but in my mind, I'm like in moments like that, or like if you, um, you know, are a single parent or like, there are some things, some situations where truly you just may not have that time. So let's think of like other ways that you can get small breaks, like going outside, opening up the window, getting some fresh air. I mean, you know, yes. there, are, there are so many things that you can do. I think we th- always think really big, like, well, I don't have time to get a massage. Well, you don't have to get a massage, like get some no. good lotion that you like and like put it mm-hmm. on your own hands and just smell mm-hmm. the smell of that. Yeah. Oh, like, I mean, gosh, there's so many simple things that we can do. Light some candles. Get yourself you know? a $10 candle. Yes. Exactly. And- sit and sit with a cup of coffee so uh, you know to people to people struggling with those things here's what I would say so um one as an entrepreneur my office in the back of my grand four store has no windows Mm -hmm. the walls are painted dark and it has one light bulb Mm -hmm. and I sit in the back there sometimes and I'm like wow if there is a depressing feeling this is one of them (laughs) like this is you know I'm sitting back there paying bills and like yes oh my gosh you know it's awful but then I always think of, you know, but I go outside, I take a three minute walk. I have a great conversation with a customer, you know, whatever I can do that day being I'm as busy as I am. Um, Also, I always think of my mom and dad. So when uh, my parents uh, first met, both broke as a joke, Mm -hmm. uh, living in Montana, both in grad school. Mm -hmm. And um, they ended up having uh, my three older brothers And they lived in this tiny house in Grand Forks. Um, And they, I'm not joking when I say they would like eat out of their garden Mm -hmm. and they would get extra condiment packets from a Burger King Mm -hmm. where they were allowed to each get a hamburger. They, my mom talks about all the time, like me and my brother, Greg love rice. Uh And my mom's like, well, I think it's because we had to feed you guys rice with cream and mushroom soup five days a week because that's what we could afford. Yep. Yep. And my mom talks about this experience being in a Kmart. All I wanted was a my size Barbie uh-huh. for Christmas one year. And she said she stood in front of that Barbie and she just bawled her eyes out because she couldn't get it for me oh. because it was such an expensive toy. And they would um, tr- drive us out. They would take us to daycare at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Bless our babysitter, Marsha Berg, who was like my second mother. Yes. They would drive us to this babysitter at four in the morning. They would drive to grad school in Canada. Oh, my gosh. They would work and study all day in a car that barely ran. They were never sure if the car was going to get there. Oh, my gosh. They would get home. They would feed us some cream of mushroom soup with some rice and, like, a vegetable. And they would go to bed and they'd do it all again in the next day. When I say they had nothing except each other and God, they uh-huh. had nothing besides our family 
and God. And they didn't have pennies to their name. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't until they were done with graduate school, they had their doctorates. Um, I remember I said to my mom, how did you do that? She's like, well, one, I blacked most of it out. Uh And she's like, but Mary, me and your dad decided to find joy in you guys. We found joy in our marriage, supporting each other. Mm -hmm. We would laugh on those car rides studying with each other. We would play board games because they didn't cost anything. We would, you know, sit outside on our stoop and, you know, enjoy a nice evening together. And when I see their marriage and how it doesn't need frills, yes, there's nothing materialistic about my parents. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other place a lot of joy came from was we never had material things yeah. when I was growing up. And, um, you know, I, I think like looking at them and seeing, you know, that dynamic and whatever self-care is not what we are told it is. Yes, It is so much more about finding joy where you're at, mm-hmm. finding peace Absolutely. where you're at. And you can be going through horrific struggles. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking to this personally. Mm-hmm. You can be going through horrific struggles and still have a joy in your heart mm-hmm. that is God-given. Absolutely. That is, and, and, and I, I think that's so important to recognize. Like we think it has to be these expensive things that everyone else is doing. There's no joy in that. Right. Material things are so fleeting. Mm-hmm. They're going to be gone in a minute. Yep. But real relationships, connection, connection to yourself, loving yourself, that is all for free. And you can do all of that, even when it feels impossible you can. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, that so too. much. Thank you so much for sharing that. I just know that that's going to add some serious value um, to the listener's life. I know it does to mine as well. It just makes me yeah. um, think about, you know, I often talk with people too about like gratitude, like one thing that I'm so thankful for, which seems of course, because we have it here in the, most of us, except for Flint, Michigan, but anyway, it's clean clean water. Like I am so thankful for good tasting water or like, you know, my Earl Grey iced tea, like that makes my day. And when you can like find those simple things, there's this new place here. Well, it's not new. It's been here forever, but that I tried here in town and it has these things called tea bombs, which are like oh my gosh they're legit they're really honestly so good <laughs> and they just like make my whole week you know it's as, yeah. it's as simple as that like it doesn't have to be you know major events or major um, experiences or things like that it can be the no. simple things so I love that yep simplicity man yes. it makes a world of difference we are always trying to add but I am all about addition by subtraction yes I am all about Who's toxic that you need to get rid of? Who, what is toxic that you need to get rid of? Is it food Mm -hmm. that is unhealthy for you that you need to get rid of? Is it, um, you know, a significant other who is, um, you know, holding you back? Is it, um, or, you know, bringing you down? Is it, you know, your own mind? Is it your own dynamics you hold within yourself? What is it that you need to subtract Right. And right there, without you doing any work, just you getting rid of those things, there's an automatic addition of self-respect mm-hmm. and self-love and self-care. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a trip to Cabo with your yes. girlfriends, you know, but we see this all the time mm-hmm. that we're being fed these things. And it's like, no, yes. no, it's not that complicated complicated it's just not yeah absolutely yeah i love that so much well there's a few questions that i ask every guest and i definitely want to ask you but real quick i want to hit um on she so for those who didn't listen to Kristen's episode like please pop back a few episodes you can Mm -hmm. listen to that as well she explains Mm -hmm. it but i just like have to say if i lived in grand forks i would be at every single one i'm not even kidding (laughs) you like i'm like watching from afar and i'm looking at like the beautiful i don't know who takes the pictures by the way but they're beautiful of your maddie bailey she's incredible Oh my goodness. Well, props to her because it's just beautiful. So I'm wondering if you can just share real quick, like your passion and perspective of, of what she is and and where you're hopeful to go with it. Yeah. So when we, um, okay, so this is really funny. Kristen did not mention this. I listened to her. Uh So I'm at church one day Uh 
And all of a sudden, so Kristen Carvey and I know each other's names. Uh And that's pretty much where it starts and stops. Like we've met a few times, but that was it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm at, um, church and all of a sudden I feel like God say to me he was like people are gonna think I'm crazy but that's fine no, it's okay. you should call Kristen Carview and I was like uh why the hell would I do that <laughs> I'm not calling Kristen Carview I don't know her right. and the rest of the week so I'm talking to my friend Julie who knows Kristen pretty well and I said Julie God keeps on telling me to talk to Kristen Carview but I don't like know her and I just why would I call her uh-huh. and my friend Julie's like well just call her Mary like stop just just do it like and so I'm like yeah I'll call her this week that day Kristen Carview calls me what yes and I go uh did you talk to Julie and she's like no and I'm like okay Kristen God's been like telling me to call you she's like oh well I've been wanting to call you all week and I said okay and we ended up sitting down and having this real conversation about the women she's training, the women I'm styling, and all these women we know in our lives, our mothers, our uh-huh. friends, um, you know, our found sisters, because we, you know, Kristen's an only child, but I have, you know, all these stupid brothers. I mean, I love them <laughs> yes. in the pieces, but yes. so we're talking about this. And I said, I had a woman at a talk I was giving. She came up to me and she said, you should think about doing a retreat. And I was like, oh, a women's retreat. And then my friend Tessa was always kind of like, you should do that. You know, um, she was kind of really encouraging of that idea. And so I'm sitting with Kristen and we're like, let's do this. Let's, let's host a women's retreat. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time for us to actually get it going, but we did. And, um, the, the purpose and the mission of She Retreats is truly to build like this sisterhood, but also this community of women who want to support each other, who want to help each other be confident and bold and secure and like this movement of women supporting women in mm-hmm. our own community Absolutely. and we do yoga we do meditation we have speakers come my dear friend molly Sobi, who um was this mother of five who um uh went to harvard got her masters came back to grand forks is working with all of these incredible groups um to talk about mental health physical health um like health education all this stuff. Mm-hmm. we've had her speak at it we've had um Uh, our dear friend Teresa Knudsen speak at it. Um, uh, She's a therapist. We've had her work with um, some of our people. Um, Talk about mental health. Talk about um, self-care. Talk about um, uh, our bodies. Um, What are they, you know, what can we do for each other as a community? But just give women this platform to connect with other women Mm -hmm. that's healthy there is no gossip happening here. Yeah. There is this, um, there, there's no, uh, defamation happening here. Um, you know, women love to go and talk about what they hear other women talk about. I actually have been really experiencing that this year. I had, um, I've been, you know, like you'll have some come up to you. Have you heard what so-and-so said? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just don't have the time. Yep. And I've got this group of women who are so supportive and yes. loving and caring. And so we knew that women needed this. Mm-hmm. We needed an outlet that wasn't um, just about being a mom. That wasn't just right. about being single. That wasn't just about, you know, work. That wasn't just about um, how to take care of your kids. It was all encompassing. And it was all these women from all these different walks of life, different ages, races, ethnicities, um, you know, socioeconomic status, whatever. But we all came together to just support each other. And Mm -hmm. that's what she is. It's this movement for women to connect, to grow and to empower each other. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. And it's so awesome. I think as you were talking, I feel like you need to bring it to Jamestown. But maybe, maybe, you know, that <laughs> no pressure, but maybe something to throw out there to you. I think that would be great. But and yes. honestly, I think that would be really fantastic. I really do want to tell you, too, when you first got talking, like I literally had chills, like as you were talking, like what are the chances? Like what are the chances that she would just happen to randomly call you when yeah. you were thinking about calling her? Like that is so meant to be. I can't even. Yeah. I just can't even. I've had so many, so I, I should say this to the listeners, you guys, I have had so many people who, um, 
you know, I'll tell them a story like that. And they're like, what? And I don't have God talk to me all the time, but I have these moments where he puts something on my heart Mm -hmm. and it's so crazy because they're very rare. Mm -hmm. I haven't had a ton of them, but when he does it, it's almost like, this is something I need you to do. I need you to know. And so sometimes when things get really hard, I go back to, if for no other reason, you're doing this because it's God's purpose for you today. Yes. And so if for no other reason, you know, you have to do this because it's today's purpose and it's God's will for you right now. And I'm like, all right, fine. Freaking A, I'll do it. And, you know, sometimes that is my attitude, but I'm still doing it. Yes. And so I try to do things with as much joy, but with Kristen, that is just wild. And the way we have connected and worked together as business partners Mm -hmm. is incredible. It's not that we haven't had our hiccups. It's not that we haven't had our moments where Kristen's like, Hey Mary, do you want to show up? Maybe, you know, at least five minutes before the event starts. That'd be great. (laughs) It's, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing my best. Um, (laughs) And she's like, well, do better. But you know, or or it's not that we don't have like these things. It's more so that, we know like the mission and the purpose, but I will tell you this, Kelly, we want to do our retreats in more than just Grand Forks. Really? We want to bring them to Jamestown, to Fargo, to Minot, to all. Oh over, my gosh. You know, I'm so, so excited. If, yes. So if, you know, I would say to any listener, but I would also say to you, if there's ever any time where you've got a group of 10 women that you are like, we want to retreat let us know we will put one on for you guys we are not opposed mary i will literally make the phone calls now i'm clapping my hands i don't know if you hear i'm like let me get 10 (laughs) women together i can do it (laughs) not a problem (laughs) got it (laughs) okay that makes me i love it because we um you know a lot of people someone said to me one time they said you know this isn't gonna be a money maker for you and I said, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, you're probably not going to make a lot of money off of these retreats. And it's so funny because, again, I think it's how I was raised. My first thought is never money. Uh-huh. It's it's so funny, but my first thought has never been, how much money am I going to make off this? Right. You know, how do I, you know, it's so been about the women we're working with and how to empower our community to me there's there's different kinds of richness mm-hmm. and to me that's like the first one I think about right is mm-hmm. like oh my gosh it doesn't have to be like that it it's it, it can be the kind of rich richness that feeds your soul yes. that makes that brings you joy that gives you purpose you know um and so we're so excited we just want to go share it with everybody because it has had such an impact in Grand Forks. The things we hear back from these women that we're working with who are all so incredible and have so these, what I'm really finding Kelly is like these women have, each of us has a story. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we have to honor our story Mm -hmm. so that we can honor others. Absolutely. And we have to own our stories and we have to heal parts of them and we have to um, know parts of ourselves to do a lot of this. And she is this awesome um, kind of platform for women to do that, Mm -hmm. to actually take time to share themselves and take in from others and learn and grow and just go forward at being I think we so often want to hide, not just our bodies, but we want to hide our stories right. because they're painful and they're, or we have shame associated with them. Right. And shame, we know this from Brene Brown <laughs> is this idea that, okay, I, I have shame, which means I'm not worthy of love or mm-hmm. respect because of something that was either done to me or happened to me or I participated in. Mm-hmm. And it's like we, to get rid of shame, we have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And um, I see a lot of people practice like this false vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I did have an awful day. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, you know what? My husband and I are not connecting the way we used to. Right. And it's been such a difficult journey and I'm afraid that he's not going to listen to me 
when I bring this up to him. Mm-hmm. And so we've just kind of been living in the dark for a while, right? There's all these, I mean, that's just an example, but there's so many things. And when we bring them to she and women have this, um, I do a lot of circle processing mm-hmm. at our she retreats and which is a restorative justice practice that I got trained in. Mm-hmm. And um, I've gone to so many trainings on this and it's always crazy, but circle processing just lets us process. It lets us open up to each other and she is going to do incredible things, but not because of Kristen or I, Mm -hmm. but because of the women who make that squad, that group, that tribe, that sisterhood, what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's all the women that are in it that are making it something. Mm -hmm. It's Kristen and I are just facilitators, which is beautiful place to be. Yeah, absolutely. I love that Mm -hmm. so much. I love Mm -hmm. that so much. Yeah, me so too. <laughs> I want to ask you just one last question before, yeah. as we're wrapping up here. Um, yeah. So I think we talked a little bit about like stepping into the wilderness would, you know, earlier. Um, so Brene Brown's book, Braving the Wilderness. I don't know if yes. you read it. Okay. Um, so in there, she talks about stepping into the wilderness and not really knowing what to expect and not, um, you know, knowing how to move forward, but just kind of going about it and finding um, your way along, you know, essentially as you move forward. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you could tell us about a time that you felt like that. I don't know if that maybe earlier with Voxy or if there have been other yeah. times that come to mind for you. <laughs> okay. So let me tell you this. I, w- I was telling someone this the other day. I have not been, I have not had a day of comfort mm-hmm. and this is not even an exaggeration. Um, probably since I opened Voxy, I've mm-hmm. had days where I've had peace yep. and joy. When I decided to do it, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Yep. And then when I decided to stay in it, mm-hmm. um, I really knew that I was choosing a path very different than most of my friends. Mm-hmm. Then, and, and, you know, it's not like I'm running some fortune 500 company here, mm-hmm. but being a single 20 something, uh, you know, entrepreneur now just turning 30, um, you know, really having to be accountable for myself, for my life, every choice I make for that business, the women that shop there, the women that work there, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of days I have to conquer fear. Mm -hmm. Um, It's almost constant. It's Mm -hmm. like, what if you, um, you know, what if you can't make this store work, you know, when we were opening up in Fargo or what if, um, you know, you have like this huge setback. Like one time my accountant called me and she said, you're going to need 16,000 extra dollars by the time tax season by April. And she called me in December that Christmas. I think I just sat frozen in paralyzed fear because I was thinking to myself, you know, how am I going to make this work? It's constant things like that, where I'm, I'm very much in the wilderness, Mm -hmm. but I also understand like, I'm not alone. I always have God. I've got great friends. I've got my family who I love and adore. Um, I would say, you know, even just this past year, um, like I said, being newly single, Mm -hmm. being in, um, we had just opened up Fargo. Fargo wasn't even a year old yet. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to make that work. We're in construction season at both of my stores. Kristen and I opened up She this past year. Uh We've been, um, everything I've been doing has just been making moves that are very unknown, very uncomfortable. And a lot of times, spoiler alert, things don't work out. Mm -hmm. We are so afraid of failure Mm -hmm. in the United States. It's unbelievable. And it's, it's like, so, so many women are like, well, I would never try that because what if it doesn't work out? Well, what if, what then, what's the worst that's going to happen to you? And you know, in the business world, it's like bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. but I've talked to a lot of people who have gone through things like that and they're absolutely fine and they're living and they still go to their kids' soccer games and they still, you know, have relationships and they still work and they still pay their bills and we're so afraid of fear because it might make us look less than Mm -hmm. it might make us look like we don't have our life together. It might make us look like we don't know what we're doing, but newsflash, no one knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And for me, this entire year has been stepping out into the wilderness. And I find surrounding yourself with people who can validate 
or understand like your story is so important. So for me, hanging out with other female entrepreneurs, yes, so important. Yep. Hanging out with other single female entrepreneurs, that's a game changer. Yep. Hanging out with people who love me and who have my best interest at heart, game changer. Getting rid of people who like to gossip and start rumors and like to be toxic and yep. bring you into their, you know, their misery, get rid of them. Yep. And I've had to do a lot of that over these past three years. And it's just been pretty wild. So I think braving the wilderness is not, Brene Brown has this quote that I love. She said, faith is not the epidural. Mm -hmm. Faith is the midwife Mm -hmm. standing next to you, holding your hand, telling you to push because it's going to be worth it. So braving the wilderness isn't about going, well, I have no idea what to expect, but you know, I'm going to handle it. It's knowing that there's going to be fear. There's going to be doubt. There's going to be hardship and you're going to have to lean into it and accept it Mm -hmm. and go through it. Yep. And oh my gosh, if that's not hard to do every single day. Yes. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, money is a constant, yes. constant fear and issue. It is, it never leaves. It never gets better. And um, I think trying to figure that out this year has been my ultimate fear yeah. of just how do I build these stores, build up Voxy, but focus on our mission and our passion. Right. So, you know, that's where we've just been now is just getting women great clothes, making them feel beautiful, you know, having real conversations like that video with my customers Mm -hmm. and, you know, putting things out there, being vulnerable. Um, It's doing all of these things all the time, unceasingly, praying unceasingly. So, you know, it's not one instance. It's an all-encompassing lifestyle when you're an entrepreneur, I think. Yeah, no, I think think you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Well, Mary, I just really appreciate you taking the time today to talk with us and sit down with us. It just means so much. Um, So real quick, can you tell everyone where they can Mm -hmm. find you online? And Yeah. So for Voxy, we have a Facebook page just under Voxy. Um, For She, we have our um, She Retreats um, on there as well on Facebook. We have our Instagram account, which is Shop Voxy. And then we have our website, which is Mm shopvoxy.com. And then we also have our She Retreats Instagram, which is The She Retreats. So check that out. And we also have our website, which is TheSheRetreats.com. And then I have also my uh, personal page, which is uh, The Lady Bird, B-U-R-D. And you can, I just started a new page because my old one was full of like personal people and I was like no I just want one that's just like all encompassing for business myself everything so you can find us there too um and shop boxy for Instagram if I didn't say that one so yeah it's been it's been really cool well thank you truly so much I really appreciate it thank you. you this podcast is awesome and you're just doing such cool stuff and thank you for giving, you know, women like me a platform mm-hmm. to speak our truth. I appreciate that. That's so incredible. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest a special thank you to our producer joe burkett and our assistant carrie who both helped to make this podcast possible see you next week for another episode